You're listening to The Way Home with Daniel Darling, a proud member of the Venom Audio Network. Well, hello and welcome back to The Way Home Podcast. I'm so glad that you're joining me today. This is Dan Darling, the host of The Way Home and glad to have you with us today. I have been hearing uh, from so many of you who enjoy listening. Uh, here's one review from uh, Apple uh, Podcast, uh, the iTunes review. Mike says this, top-notch interviews and content, memorable content you can keep in your pocket to chew on throughout the week or share in conversations. The interviews are natural and varied with an engaging mix of tough topics, catchy sound bites, and actionable theology. Highly recommend. Well, thank you, Mike. I appreciate that. And if you enjoy listening, I would love for you to go onto iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen to podcasts and share your reviews. That just helps others uh, find it more. And I'd love to hear feedback on some of your favorite interviews, people who think I should have on the show. If you write a review on iTunes or one of these places and you contact me through my website, danieldarling.com, and send it to me, I will send you a free copy of my latest book, uh, away with words. Write a review, uh, go to one of these websites, iTunes, or wherever you listen to podcasts and write a review, and then copy that review in the contact um, portion on my website and send it to me. I will send you a, a free copy of Away With Words. I would just love to hear from you and love others to hear about it as well. We have a great podcast lined up for today. I don't know about you, but as a parent, I find it increasingly difficult to monitor all the devices my kids have to make it uh, so that they can do everything they need to do online with school and contacting the, them if they're out driving. My older one uh, drives now and they're at school and they're at practice. They're doing a million things, but also limiting the content that comes in front of them, specifically harmful and objectionable images and content. Well, my good friend, Sean Clifford, I saw this as an issue as well. And he and his team at Canopy have developed a really groundbreaking, innovative, patented way of filtering the internet without compromising speed and accessibility. Canopy uses artificial intelligence and it was beta tested in Israel. Uh, and it's so effective that they brought it to the United States and it's available for families. I highly recommend it. It especially works on things like uh, iPhones and can even block objectionable images that come maybe via text or other apps that are not like in the browser and they're continually working on it and tweaking and perfecting the formula. I asked Sean to come on my show to talk about this. But before we do, I want to let you know that if you're a Way Home listener, there's a special discount that you can get by going to canopy.us slash wayhome. That's canopy.us slash wayhome. And if you sign up through that website uh, and use that coupon code that they will give you, you get 30 days free and 20% off forever. Uh, it's a great discount. It's a great deal. So go there. Go to canopy.us slash wayhome. Okay, let's join our conversation with the founder of Canopy, Sean Clifford. Well, I'm glad to have on the Way Home podcast my friend Sean Clifford. Uh, Sean, thanks for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Dan, thanks so much for having me on. Looking forward to our conversation. 
So, Sean, uh, we've been talking for the last few months about this really great new technology that you and your team have developed. It's called Canopy, and uh, I have been particularly intrigued by it uh, as a parent of four children uh, wanting to protect my kids on the internet. Can you explain a little bit about what Canopy does and what makes it unique among services in this area that help parents protect their kids on the internet? Certainly. At a high level, Canopy is a digital parenting app that you would download to your family's smartphones, tablets, or computers. And our goal is to empower families to enjoy a safer and healthier internet experience. And by that, we explicitly mean an internet experience free from pornography. We're really excited to be launching this in the United States. Uh, We've been leveraging technology that's been developed in Israel. And some amazing advances have been uh, made there that allow us to launch what we consider to be a next generation internet filter. I'll briefly go through those. The first is uh, they've figured out how to train artificial intelligence using machine learning to detect nudity and pornography with 99.7% accuracy. And this is for images and videos. And the second big advance is they've figured out how to scan internet traffic in real time, in milliseconds. So when you put those two things together, we are able to serve you a tool that can scan all websites as you browse, including uh, ones that were created five minutes ago or have been changed in the last 30 seconds to detect if there's any pornography on them and then to block them if they're bad. Number two, we can scan within websites. As the world has shifted, so many of the sites that we now encounter, including some of the most popular ones, have both good and bad content within them. And so this particular capability ensures that you can encounter some of the good content that's benign, that's acceptable, without being exposed to the bad. A great example of this is a site like Reddit, right? There's uh, helpful information in there and also some things that are not safe. Uh, So we're able to pull out just the bad stuff. And then the third thing is we've also figured out how to apply this to sexting. So uh, if you opt in, our software is able to scan images that are saved to your device. And when we scan them, if any of those images contain pornography, we're able to, or excuse me, I should say nudity, we're able to flag that uh, for the user and say, hey, are you sure you meant to take that photo? And give them the choice to either delete it on the spot or send it to mom or dad for approval, which hopefully they wouldn't if it's uh, not acceptable. So those three things we think kind of set us apart from uh, some of the things that have been tried before. Again, it's all uh, tech enabled. And the other kind of big differentiators that we're really focused on prevention. There's a lot of tools out there that provide accountability, which is very important. And there are tools out there that leverage known lists of bad websites, which is better than nothing. But uh, for what we're trying to do, we want to prevent exposure in the first place, both from the bad websites, but also from bad content that may appear within the internet as you encounter it. Yeah, this is such a uh, unique approach to doing, you know, for lack of a better term, internet filtering in a way that I think is so helpful. Because one of the things that as a parent that's frustrating to me a lot of times is, um, you know, a lot of the the tech companies now have some really robust uh parental controls or or their services out there. But what ends up happening is you have to choose between basically blocking the whole internet, having no safeguards at all, because if you start to do some of the the kind of age-rated 
blocking type stuff, you know, if your kids have homework, if they have to do their school online, they end up not being able to go anywhere doing anything, but then you don't want them to have access to everything. So it's a little bit like, you know, your kind of hands are tied. I love the, the unique approach that you took that you're not actually blocking websites, you're blocking images. Can you explain a little bit about what motivated you and your team to develop this technology and, and just kind of how you've gone about it? I know it's kind of taken years of innovation to, to get to this place. Absolutely. Well, so much of the credit goes to uh, the team in Israel, which is where our uh, technology uh, was initially developed and deployed and tested at scale. So our parent company there, which goes by the name of NetSpark, uh, has been, gosh, now protects more than 2 million devices and safeguards more than 90% of the schools in Israel. And the origin for NetSpark is that there was uh, an individual rabbi, Moshe Weiss, father of 10 kids, that wanted to find a way for his community to partake in the online world and enjoy the benefits and the good things that are offered there without being exposed to all of the toxic content that sometimes comes with it. You know, the analogy he'll often use is that, you know, the internet is a pipe into your home and it can deliver fresh water and it can deliver sewage. Um, and right now we don't have a, you know, back when he was kind of contemplating this, there wasn't really an effective way to filter out the good from the bad. So he started working on this technology about 13 years ago. And when it first started, it was kind of the generic approach. They can block bad websites and quickly realized that the internet was dynamic. It was moving in a, uh, a direction from kind of text-based to image-based to now video-based, which predominates, and from internet 1.0 to internet 2.0, where anyone can throw up a site. And from uh, an era in which there were effectively good sites and bad sites to one now where, you know, there's good and bad intermixed on some of the most popular platforms out there. So in order to adapt to that, they had to really step up the tech game and dedicate themselves to finding a technical or technological solution to some of the challenges that technology helped exacerbate. So over the years, and it really has been 13 years of hard work on their end, they've gotten to the point now where Number one, the filter is accurate. Number two, it's extremely speedy. It can all be done within milliseconds. And this enables a user experience that's satisfactory. As you kind of alluded to, overblocking is a big problem. If you block too much, you're going to have a frustrated experience. You're going to have fights between parents and kids. And the tool ultimately will be uninstalled. So that's one problem. Second big problem is latency. If you have to, you know, everyone wants security. But if you have to wait 10 seconds for a page to load in order to get a secure experience, a lot of people will opt out on that. So being able to introduce something that's accurate and fast and precise, we think is a real game changer that will enable a lot more families to enjoy the Internet, how they're uh, accustomed to it, without a lot of the trade-offs that usually come with these types of products. One of the things I think is interesting is that Canopy was was – kind of tested at a countrywide level in Israel. And do you want to explain kind of um, how that happened and how that sort of gave you a lot of, uh, you know, a good model to kind of test it and really tweak tweak it before you brought it uh, to the United States? Absolutely. So as far as test markets go, we think the Israeli one is a great one in that uh, they're very exacting. There's a lot of communities there that have very specific standards with respect to modesty and what kind of content they're comfortable uh, being exposed to. In that market, there's a lot of families that face a choice between either having no internet or having a filtered internet. And so they were able, using some of those communities to 
really refined the technology over time. Um, and again, even even a few years ago, uh, you know, five years ago, the, the speed, there was some latency. But using the rollout there, they've been able to really figure out how to do it fast and deliver a much better user experience. So we're now encouraged by that from a few levels. Number one, um, they've actually built out a real market there of customers that say this is working for them. So that, that gives us a lot of uh, conviction. Number two, we're starting to see how this actually can impact a culture. And it's extremely exciting to us because that's broadly what we ultimately hope to do, right? We, we think we've got a great tool, but we'd love for this tool to catalyze a broader cultural shift. And there's a couple little anecdotes that I can share from there. You know, one anecdote is you'll have uh, groups of high school boys that come together and band and say, hey, we're going to get this for ourselves. It's not the parent putting it on. It's them saying, hey, we want to do this because we want to live free. We don't want to be encumbered by some of this stuff that's out there. And, you know, the analogy trying to imagine high school boys in the States doing that, um, you know, is something that we, we'd love ultimately to see. But that requires the broader cultural shift. So you're seeing that you're seeing young women who are requiring some sort of filter as a precondition for dating. You're finding parents that will ask other parents if the devices in their home are protected before they have playdates. So we're starting to see things like that over in Israel. And there's still room to grow. And it's, you know, technology, all the challenges we face here with screen time and social media and whatnot are challenges there. So uh, it's, uh, it's a broader issue and there's still room for growth. But you're starting to see a new community standard emerge there that we think is going to be much healthier for families there and that very much there's appetite and demand for here as well. So uh, we're grateful to be partnering with them. Uh, as you probably know, Israeli technology is world class. Uh, and we've got a couple of things coming down the pipeline that uh, we think will, will make what we currently do even better and even more compelling. Yeah, I, I really I really like it. And it's a pretty uh reasonable price for a family and it's based on how many devices you have uh, in your house. There's a couple really unique features to this that I think are helpful. For one, there's a sexting deterrence. It's the only app anywhere that can uh, detect sexting and alert. Uh, so not just, you know, a lot of filtering apps will filter on the browser, but this will actually filter images that are coming into your, you know, your on your phone uh, through sexting. Uh, which I think is really, really robust and important, which it's, it's a huge problem right now. And as you mentioned, smart content blocking. So maybe there's good pages, good websites that have, might have risque images. So you can still see the information, but not see the images. And I also like the fact that it's got a really robust location monitoring on it. What feedback are you getting from parents on some of these features? Broadly speaking, relief. I think that one of the things we've encountered in launching this product is that they just feel overwhelmed. And they feel overwhelmed because technology is everywhere. You know, it was already ubiquitous before COVID, uh, but COVID only accelerated that. And so the cat's out of the bag. Uh, kids are doing homework on it. They're interacting with family on it. They're interacting with friends on it. It plays such a central role in the life of the average American child. Um, and trying to figure out how to use it well is just hard. Uh, it's hard because it's the first generation of parents that's had to wrestle with this topic, right? There's always been technology, but nothing quite like what we've seen. And the pace of change is, uh, is really dramatic, right? So I, 
you know, just as soon as you figure out one platform, your kids will shift to the next one. Uh, and you, you're constantly kind of playing that game of whack-a-mole. So when we come with a tool that can provide some peace of mind that your children will not be exposed to pornography, it uh, tends to result in a sense of relief. Uh, and and then the, the second request is uh, they really want us to help them figure out broadly speaking, how to navigate this crazy new digital world, right? We're, we're currently offering a tool, but we are not a replacement to good parenting. And so we hope we can be a tool that helps you achieve that more important objective. But they're looking for guidance and advice about how to, uh, you know, what should screen time limits be? What kind of content limits do you want? How should you speak to your kids about the device? And all of this is uh, tricky in the sense that you're figuring it out for the first time. And the goal ultimately is to have your kid go be independent in the world, right? They'll turn 18. Uh, and when they leave the home, you want them to use technology well uh, and make good decisions. So beyond just the, the tool, they're looking for guidance and advice about how to handle this crazy digital landscape that we currently inhabit. And this is one of the conversations that we're constantly having as parents that you, you were trying to incubate our kids before we launch them into the world. And so in some ways we need to have restrictions and, and really limit their use of technology, limit their use of, of, of phones. But at some point they're going to be adults that have to use cell phones, that have to use smartphones and have to live in this world. They have, uh, have to live in a digital world. And so tools like this kind of help us sort of guide them along the way so that they don't fall into some really – uh, bad content and bad traps, but also help kind of launch them. So it's it's a real tension, right? I mean, you understand this, that there's a push and pull here where you need to have guidelines, but you also don't want to be too restrictive. But uh, sometimes you wonder if you're restrictive enough, right? Yeah, it's it's tricky. And we have tremendous empathy. I mean, born, I've got four kids as well. And just navigating this with my own children, they're still young, but it is it is hard to do. And so I, I really sympathize with some of the challenges that we face. Um, but, you know, the advice that we give to parents is, you know, first and foremost, you have to begin with the end in mind to understand why it is that you're actually setting some boundaries around the devices. And by by beginning with that, remembering that, like, you know, for me personally, I want my kids to have healthy understanding of what a good relationship looks like. I want them to get married and have a healthy marriage. And that becomes a lot easier if they're not exposed to some of the uh, darker corners of the Internet. Um, I want my kids to learn how to use tech well and have it fulfill their intentions, not just harvest their attention. That becomes easier if they understand how some of these tools have been designed to suck you in and uh, be as compelling and addictive as possible. So beginning with the end in mind and really communicating that to your kid that you actually want them to enjoy the good things. You want them to get, uh, you know, to be happy and fulfilled and that the best way to get there is actually to have a healthy approach to how they use technology. So that's kind of the first. The second thing is, you know, we're always telling parents you need to prepare for the inevitabilities and the realities of the world. The average age of exposure in this country to pornography uh, happens before your child enters middle school, which is just terrifying. So preparing them for what they may encounter is hard. It's uncomfortable. No one wants to have those conversations. I certainly don't. But they're so important because if you can equip them for that moment and tell them, hey, there's some stuff out there and there's some great tools uh, that can kind of help you with this. Good pictures, bad pictures is one that we always recommend. 
but it gives your kid a fighting chance when they uh, do run across it that uh, they'll know how to respond and behave accordingly. And then the last thing is just mm-hmm. being always encourage parents, you got to protect your kids, right? If it's, um, look, I want to say we've got a product, so this may sound self-serving. I don't mean it as such, but if you are not taking proactive steps to safeguard your kids, the odds are extremely high that they're going to be exposed to pornography and they're going to be exposed at a young age. So you have to take some steps, whatever it may be, to ensure that you've got some safeguards in place for your family. So those are kind of the three things that we are offering counsel on because it's hard. Mm. Um, And you're very uh, passionate about protecting kids from pornography. And one of the things I've I've read that you've said uh, in, in other interviews is that our view of pornography is kind of in the 60s and 70s, and uh, we need to start thinking about it in more 21st century terms. What do you mean by that? I think that there's a conception, especially among uh, parents you know, that, that grew up when pornography for them was Playboy or was Penthouse. And by that, I mean, it was a magazine. It was kind of hard to obtain. Uh, even if you got it, it maybe had 15 images of nudity. Uh, which, which is not great. So I'm not trying to sugarcoat it, but by today's standard, it was pretty tame. And so what we're encountering today, in contrast, what we kind of dub new porn uh, is, is completely different and therefore impacts our children in extremely different ways. So number one, we now have high-speed internet. So high-speed internet has enabled us to go from still images to videos, which are just much more compelling. We've got smartphones, which may get instantly accessible at any time of day with a few clicks of the button. Um, And we also have, thanks to the high-speed nature of the internet, exposure to endless novelty. And this part is so important because uh, a lot of the science has come out. When you have the opportunity to be exposed to novel content, it really hijacks the reward center of the brain. And so these three things together make it just much more addictive and therefore much more formative, especially if you're encountering it at early ages. So if the old version is a Playboy magazine, which was, again, not good, the new porn is defined by Pornhub, immediately accessible, high speed, high definition videos, unending novelty. And that is just completely different and it's shaping us and we need to tend to it as if it's a very different problem because it is. Well, I want to just encourage folks, if you're listening, uh, that this is a very important uh, tool and a helpful tool to help uh, filter the internet and make make a more safer internet for your kids. And uh, we have a special discount that if you go to canopy.us, that's C-A-N-O-P-Y.us slash way home, and you enter the promo code way home at the checkout, you will get 30 days free and you'll get 20% off forever. That's a special discount that uh, Sean and his team have uh, put together for uh, the Way Home listeners. Sean, before we we finish here, I just want to uh, kind of circle back a little bit and just talk about your passion for this kind of tool, a canopy. And really, uh, one of the things I just enjoy is that, you know, it's easy for us to sort of curse the darkness and lament uh, some of the really dark stuff on the internet. But you're, you and your team have really been proactive to say, okay, the internet's here to stay. How can we make it better and safer for parents and children and families? Um, uh, just talk about your approach uh, to innovation and, and how that kind of fuels uh, Canopy. 
Well, thanks very much, Dan. Yeah, we are we're approaching this with clear eyes, recognizing that this is a problem. And again, I have a hammer, so I may see lots of nails, but I think this is one of the biggest problems that we have to contend with, uh, both to make sure that families are healthy, but also just to make sure that you know we're using technology well. So that's really what's driving us. This stuff is not going away as you suggested, and we've got to figure out how to live well with it and how to put some healthy limits on our appetites when we're offered so much at the click of a few buttons. So we think if we get this right, all the things that we care about, all the things that we want for our family become a lot easier. If we don't get this right, uh, and we're kind of in the middle of this massive social experiment where we've given a rising generation access to anything and everything on the internet and access to devices at all times of day. And the early results are a little bit troubling. So uh, if we don't get this right, like we're seeing that the implications and the cost for the things that we care about the most are negative and they're real. So that's really driving us to figure out how we can do this. Um, we're trying to push the ball forward in a few domains. One, just innovation, really working with our world-class tech team in Israel, constantly pioneering new ways to make sure that we can live well with technology. And that's just so important. And we're just going to keep driving on that. And look, our product right now, I think, is the most effective tool out there to prevent exposure to pornography. It's not perfect. We're making it better every week. Uh, but we're really looking for the feedback to figure out every month how we can make this thing better using innovation. The second thing is we're hopeful to raise awareness about this. We do think that the way we're currently using technology, it's not making us happy. And that's hard because we really all love our devices, but ultimately it's not delivering us that fulfillment, that health, that happiness that we so long for. So by raising awareness about this, and I think people at a gut level get that, um, we're hopeful that we can then spark a change towards a better way, a better approach. And so raising awareness, we think can go a long way in that. And then the third thing is hopefully just bringing uh, a message of hope right? We think that we can get this right. Yeah, technology did exacerbate a lot of these challenges and it kind of did help make the hole we're in a little bit deeper, but we also think it can work in the other direction and help get us out. And so, um, and if we do get this right, like a lot of the things that we really want to happen will, will follow. So we're hopeful. We think that there are opportunities to make headway on this. It's not futile. It's not overwhelming. We don't have to reconcile ourselves to the challenges of the status quo, we can find a better way. And so, you know, whether it's the innovation, raising awareness or trying to bring a message of hope, that's kind of how we're approaching this. That's really good. Well, I'm grateful for the work that you, Sean Clifford, you and your team at Canopy have done on this really important tool. It's called Canopy and you can go to canopy.us slash way home and get a special discount. I want to encourage you and your family to get this to help protect you on all of your devices. Sean, thank you for developing this. This is such a huge um, service for families and and, and uh, parents and children. And I just want to wish you and your team the best. Well, Dan, thank you so much for the opportunity to talk about it and for the words of encouragement. We're so grateful to be launching in the U.S. at long last and always looking for feedback for what we can do better and how we can be a better source of help. We really want families to flourish. And so anything that we can do there to deliver on that and move that forward is uh, something that we'd love to hear. So um, please drop us a line if you have any feedback. And Dan, again, just so grateful to be on the show today. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to this edition of the Way Home Podcast with Daniel Darling. For more information, you can visit danieldarling.com. If you do like this podcast, we encourage you to subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast catcher. We also encourage you to rate and review so others can know about the podcast. You can follow me at, at Dan Darling on Twitter or go to my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Daniel M. Darling. I also want to encourage you again to check out my latest book, Away With Words, and you can visit awaywithwordsbook.com. Thank you for listening again to The Way Home Podcast. This is a production of the National Religious Broadcasters. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app.